So hello and welcome to this new series we we're trying out, which is called our Monday Manifest. Now, what this is, is a cut up of one of our guests, one of our episodes, a full episode broken down into bite sized chunks, essentially around 10 minute long episodes that we're going to try and deliver on a Monday just to give you that inspiration, give you that motivation to take on the week ahead. Now, this, the first of our Monday Manifest is with Sean Walshef, the father of digital hospitality, and he is a podcaster, a content creator, and most most prominently is a barbecue restaurant owner over at Cali Barbecue. Now, we're going to dive into this episode without any further ado with our Monday Manifest with Sean P. Walshef. To be honest with you, it's it's the reason why I love podcasting so much. You know, somebody, whoever that's listening to this content, watching this content, we can become friends. Hospitality is kindness to strangers. It's welcoming somebody into your village, into your life, into your story. And to be honest with you, that's the thing that's always driven me to um, do what I do. You know, being a barbecue restaurant owner in, in San Diego since 2008 and growing up in the hospitality business, never thought I would be in it. But now I find myself, you know, doing what we call digital hospitality and smartphone storytelling, talking to restaurant owners and hospitality professionals all over the globe because of the Internet. Um, anybody that listens to this, they can reach out and we can start a friendship. That's how you and I became friends. Um, that's why I love this this industry. Yeah, we're a media first restaurant, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I started washing dishes and busing tables when I was 13 years old in my grandfather's breakfast restaurant in San Diego. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate to grow up in a very affluent part of San Diego called La Jolla. Um, in Spanish, it's translated into the jewel. Um, it's an incredible place to grow up. I had very successful friends that now live there and so many people um, that I was fortunate to, to spend time with and families, wealthy families. Uh, they told me not to get into the restaurant business and certainly not to get into the restaurant business in 2008. I thought I was going to be an attorney. I got rejected by all three law schools here in San Diego and um, you know, I was very fortunate that I never met my birth father. I was raised by my Bulgarian mamba of a grandfather. So my grandfather raised me and um, he taught me how to be curious. He taught me how to continue to educate myself, how to continue to ask questions. And, um, you know, even though I got rejected from law school, there was always this passion for hospitality, like we talked about in the beginning. It, was, it wasn't from washing the tables or bussing the dishes. Um, that's not what it was. it was. It was understanding that families came into that restaurant and families, when they came in, they had ownership in that restaurant. They go, that's my booth. That's my server. That's where I come for grandpa's birthday or you know, when mom, when it's Valentine's Day, I take mom out. Those are the things that really allowed me to understand that all walks of life, no matter where you are, we're all connected. You know, No matter what business you're in, they, we look for these places that are beyond the home. You know, I was, my first subscription was to restaurantowner.com, which is an incredible resource. Um, Jim Lobb and Barry Schuster, they put on Restaurant Startup and Growth magazine. But I kept reading these articles about successful restaurants that they had a weekly profit and loss statement. You know, all the best franchises in the world had a weekly profit and loss statement. I'm like, how's that possible? How do you do that? 
and you have to do weekly inventory. You've got to do all the things that most independent restaurant owners don't do. Um, that was kind of an unlock for me that I could learn on the internet and not only learn on the internet, but realize that no one was coming into our restaurant. How could I market on the internet? How could I brand on the internet? And that was kind of our claiming Yelp and responding to Yelp reviews, claiming our Google page, caring about our website, starting a Facebook account. I mean, I made fun of Corey my business partner for having Facebook. You know, so much of my story is what I talk to business owners and leaders now today is, you know, whatever our perceptions are subjectively about these platforms, whether it's Clubhouse or TikTok or podcasting or blogging, you have to remove your subjectivity and just understand that there's people there. There's people there, there's business opportunities there, and all the answers, they're literally in our fingertips. We didn't pivot. We already believed in the internet. We just went all in. So we partnered with somebody like Toast, who's our primary technology partner. And Toast is, you know, they're a global company. It's a $13 billion company. They just opened up in Dublin. They just opened up in London. Um, technology is at the heart of everything that we do. We need to make things as easy as possible on our guest. I can't discriminate how people come and get our barbecue. I spent 15 years figuring out how to get somebody to come to our restaurant on Super Bowl Sunday to buy barbecue. Well, guess what? We're not even open on Super Bowl. So all we do is delivery and takeout. We have micro locations. People come and get their barbecue. They order online and they bring that barbecue to their house. And it's way more profitable than what we used to do, which was running as many cocktail specials as possible, beer specials, wing specials to get somebody to come into the restaurant. Um, now we're just we're operating differently. And it's, and it's an exciting time. So digital hospitality is the thesis that we have on our show, our podcast, but everything that we believe in inherently is that every business, no matter what business you are, and especially if you're a brick and mortar business, every business needs to be digital first. You have to be built for the internet and you have to be willing to learn about how the internet has evolved and continues to evolve. You have to be digital first. This smartphone right now is the thing that I talk about all the time. This is the digital device, but this does not mean that in five years, the smartphone will be the thing. Like most likely it will be, but audio will come. And for me, I've got to be available when I talk to Alexa, when I talk to Siri, when someone's searching for podcast content, when someone's searching for barbecue, those are all things that will come, but that's back to a digital first mindset and a hospitality mindset. The greatest gift that anyone that's listening to this, this is a hospitality leadership. The greatest gift that we have is that we have all have hospitality in our DNA. We believe it. We know what it is. Don't need to explain it to anybody, but you know it when you feel it, when you go into a store and we go into so many different retail environments, e-commerce environments where you're like, I think this didn't feel good. Can this feel better? Yes, it can feel better. If we can figure out how we do in, as restaurant owners and hospitality professionals, if we can do what we do in real life, if we can learn how to do that online, if I can treat a customer on Facebook that sends me a DM, somebody that sends me a message on Yelp as a review, if I can treat them like a human, respond with empathy, listen to how their, their interaction and treat them in real time. And I'm not talking like, oh, I responded to you two weeks later. No. Give them that oh shit moment where it's like, oh my God, I can't believe the business owner responded to me. They responded to me. They're listening to me. And it's harder to do the bigger that you get. But I guarantee you any brand that you admire, 
They are phenomenal at what we call digital hospitality, and digital hospitality is everywhere. When I went to Facebook, they had great Facebook reviews. These things all matter to daycare, they matter to restaurants, they matter to hotel venues. Now, when you're talking about what happens with automation, I mean, why I talk about the, the things that I talk about with digital hospitality is you just have to get to the basics. I just tried to sign my son up for Little League, Little League Baseball here in East Lake, California. This is one of the hottest spots in all of the United States for kids to play. They do not have a demand problem. There's too many kids to fill the spaces that are, and my son was on the wait list. The problem that they have is that they have an old website that does not give a new family. I've never played baseball myself. My son is playing for the first time. My wife doesn't know anything about baseball. They gave us no information. They made it literally impossible to figure out when are signups, how do I get registered, basic information that I was emailing the, the webmaster, which they made that hard enough. And once I emailed the webmaster, no one emailed me back. I mean, this is a terrible experience. This is what digital hospitality is. How easy is it to clean up the website and to have basic information? This is when the league starts. This is what you need to know. This is how you register. Contact us to learn more. Instead, we've got a website that was built 20 years ago that no one's prioritized, but we don't understand that these, all these opportunities matter because that experience for me is gonna be the same experience for somebody else that's new moving into the neighborhood that doesn't know how to sign their kid up for baseball. We have toast order and pay in our restaurant. We don't have servers anymore. Literally, every person that rocks into our restaurant, they have a point of sale in their pocket. Why am I gonna make somebody, especially as someone that has a five-year-old and a three-year-old, why am I gonna make a family wait for the server to put in the kid's order? I want my kids to eat immediately. Why? Because they're small kids and they're going to go nuts if they don't eat. So let me allow them, empower them through technology to get their food on their terms. I was just watching um, a Netflix documentary on Spotify. Um, it was on the, the company Spotify and how it was and how it, how it was created. It's called the playlist. And one of the big moments in the playlist is when um, Daniel Eck, the founder, is having an argument with his lead, his lead technologist, telling him when somebody hits play on this music player, it needs to be less than 0.0005 seconds. It needs to be instantaneous. And they had this huge disagreement because he's like, it's not possible. He goes, it has to be. You have to figure out a way to make this streaming so that when somebody clicks play, all of a sudden music happens. And if Spotify can do it, if Amazon can do it, if Google can do it, they already have all these tools. Toast can do it. Like All of these tools are already built in. You don't need to go and build it. You need to partner with the technology companies and ask for help. And the more that you ask for help, the more that you develop relationships with these people that are building this technology, the greater impact that you're going to have on your industry and on your business. Mm -hmm.